knows how to play poker. 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 But do you know how to play poker well? Well, get ready to talk poker strategy with the people who run the games. Hear interviews with the stars. Get information on when to play, where to play, and how to play better poker. Poker. This is Poker Action Live, a weekly poker show with your hosts, Big Dave Lemon and Joe Rodriguez. And how's everybody doing out there? Big Dave and Joe from South Florida. And uh, a lot of stuff to talk about tonight, including uh, the WPT Falls View event, won by Mike Leah. A lot of controversy, especially on Twitter. Everybody discussing what was agreed to as a chop between uh, heads up in heads up play between uh, Leah and uh, Ryan Yu. Uh, of course, in a WPT event, you're not allowed to uh, chop. Uh, it's against the rules. They do not facilitate any chops. These guys were determined to do so. And uh, because of their integrity, really, I think they've made it really obvious that they were uh, ending the things quickly. But we'll get into that in just a little bit. Um, We also, of course, have uh, the event in South Florida here. The uh, Seminole Hard Rock uh, in Coconut Creek is hosting the uh, WSOP Circuit event, and they are moving along there. That main event comes up this weekend. Lonnie Harwood won the most recent event. So uh, a lot of excitement down here for that. Uh, just a couple of miles up the road, very unfortunately, today as we come to work here, we're very sad because of the mass shooting at a, a school here in Parkland, which is about three miles, I think, from the Coconut Creek Casino, very close to there. But uh, 17, it's, I believe mostly children, were killed, another 14 taken to the hospital, and a, a 19-year-old's uh, ex-student named uh, Cruz, Nicholas Cruz, was arrested, and we'll find out more about what was on his mind, but uh, you know, I don't. Th- th- if there's no easy answers in poker, there's certainly no easy answers in uh, how to stop uh, the the terrible violence that goes no, on in this I country. Mean, h- how can you fathom that someone would walk into a school and start shooting children? It's it's just, you know, we've seen this unfortunately in our country, you know, where we had in uh, Sandy Hook, uh, the Columbine, just to name a few. You know, it it, it it's. It's just something, uh, being a father, a grandfather, I just can't even imagine trying to harm children. So, yeah, this is this is a tragedy that's going to take a long time for for our community here in South Florida to get over, Big Dave. Yeah, and a lot just, of sick people you out know, there. It, 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 and, it, and, and again, you know, sometimes, you know, you hear these people kill themselves and they're like this. And I'm thinking to myself, well, regardless, what... What reason can this young man give us, okay? I go, what reason can this young man give us that we can even wrap our heads around to think about it? And I've just been handing out Stanley that this is the 18th school shooting already this year. We're not even two months into the year. Yeah, we're six a month weeks. and a half. We're a month and a half into the new year. This is the 18th school shooting. And and I don't know what the answer is. Uh, certainly, taking away everybody's guns is not going to work. Uh, I'm not a gun proponent. Uh, you know, I wish there was more, uh, you know, background checks, and, and it made it harder for people to have guns and get guns. Uh, so I'm more on the liberal side of that. Uh, but the conservative people that are so worried about Roe versus Wade and all the all the laws pertaining to abortion, not that I support that either, I don't, but uh, the Roe versus Wade, uh, you know, was decided many years ago. And this is like the core, um, you know, situation for everybody to change. Yet they don't seem to want to take away the guns that are killing people. 
I don't know. I, no, I'm not and, sure what the answer is. You know, listen, you know, you, I've grown up kind of being on both sides of that fence, to be honest with you, you know. And um, what I don't, I, I, I mean, do you know, or Gio, do you guys know if this kid used an automatic no, weapon? Don't know. Don't know. Because I don't hear, I don't remember them saying that. You understand? And it was a rifle. Apparently some I'm sort being of rifle. told now that it might have been a rifle. Now, if it was like the Las Vegas shooting where the guy used the bump stock, that I, and I'm not a gun person, but I don't, you know, I don't want to take guns away from anybody. The only the only thing that I have an issue with, I think everyone should be allowed to have guns and have rifles. I just don't understand why citizens automatic need weapons. automatic, yeah, absolutely automatic. Just doesn't you know, make something sense. Something that that should be used in the military. Why you you don't need an automatic to go hunting. You need a rifle. You need a handgun to protect yourself at home to protect your family. That to me is reasonable. People hold, owning you know. And having automatic weapons, you know, I guess some, you know, I got a lot of friends that own guns and they're proponents. And again, I've never been against owning guns. I just need someone to explain to me yeah. why that's a good thing. Well, I, you know, we can't solve the social problems of this of this country and of this world here on this show. But I just wanted to let everyone know that our, our hearts are heavy right now. Uh, it feels different when it's right up the street from you and, uh, you know, people in your community that are the ones that are killed. And it's a very sad situation. But we do want to po- talk poker tonight, so let's get to that. Um, the big story is uh, from Falls View, and I wanted to spend the, the next segment on that. But we'll start out with uh, U.S. Poker Open, just kind of fi- finish that up. Uh, kind of an interesting uh, editorial today in, uh, well, not today, but a couple of days ago by Earl Burton on uh, Poker News and uh, Poker News Daily, actually, and it's entitled U.S. Poker Open Rolls Along with Little Fanfare. Now, I thought it was a very interesting tournament, a couple of really unique things of having these high roller events, and maybe people are are, are high rollered out, you know, maybe they don't want to see all that stuff, but the events were between 10,000 and 50,000. We went through the first half of it last week, the last four events now complete, including the main event, um, But and I want to run down the results and talk a little bit about it, but... Uh, this article said that, first of all, naming it the U.S. Poker Open, which I guess there eventually, actually was a tournament named that maybe about 15, 20 years ago, okay. uh, to name it that and uh, not have any real background on it, uh, no history, uh, is kind of like ramming it down people's throats. And, you know, you mentioned that, it, you know, he mentions that there's little fanfare, and I guess a lot of people have gotten this. You know, Dave, it's like anything else. <laughs> if you're constantly eating filet mignon every day, every day of the week for a while, you get kind of tired of it. And, you know, I don't know about you, but, you know, I used to, you know, the $50,000 buy-in, the $100,000 buy-in in these tournaments were a special thing because it was one of them, you know. And, okay, wow, can you imagine they do this? Now they're running from 10000 which is the main event buy-in, which is, you know, Something that the, the the little poker players, because out of those seven eight thousand players that play in that, you know, ninety uh, plus percent of them are just you know average guys who are ch- trying to make a name, trying to see if they could be the lucky one to to get that golden ring on the, on, the, on the carousel. But um, I don't know about you, but you kind of get tired. Yeah. You know, and it's not almost not tired of it. It's just like. You know, wow! You know, the, it's almost like they're throwing it, flaunting it in your face. Yeah. I don't know about you, but you know, I don't no, think I, don't I can afford. So much like I don't that, think I can afford. I mean, no, I know you'd, I you'd have to. I can't afford uh, the three. No, uh, but what I'm trying to say is, 
even if you were winning, even if you had won a million dollar tournament, think about it. You know, a fifty, a hundred thousand dollar buy-in is five to ten percent of that stack without the taxes and everything else. Right. You know, so again, we don't know. You know, the, the the frustrating part is none of us know what the backing deals are, right. how much the actual player is putting up into that. And guess what? If if we if there was more transparency in that in that particular part of the game, you know, it might generate a little bit more interest saying, okay, so so these poker players really aren't the ones putting up the money for this, you know, they're 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 like the 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 uh, players on a team playing for yeah, the owner exactly. and getting paid to do this. Well, last week when we were on the show, uh, they were finishing up event number five, which was a ten thousand no limit hold'em uh, event. Uh, ben Tallarine, we were down to three, I think, when we were on the air. But Ben Tallarine uh, won that tournament. Jake Schindler uh, second. Ryan Reese, the ex uh, champion for the WSOP main event, uh, finished in third place. Kerry Katz was fourth. Uh, then event six was won by Benjamin Pollock from France. He was the third place finisher in this year's, uh, this past summer's uh, WSOP. And uh, Stephen Chidwick finished in third. Ike Haxton was fourth. Negranu was seventh. Uh, then in event seven, uh, let's see, the winner was uh, David Peters. And he collects 400000 for his win. It was a $25,000 uh, event. Stephen Chidwick finished second. In that one, and uh, Daniel Negreanu was sixth, Tallarine was fifth, and the winner of the main event was Ben Tilston. Uh, he gets the win in the main, and uh, that was the 50000 buy-in event. And uh, so, uh, just to wrap things up, Chidwick obviously was the player who won the big trophy for the tournament standings in, uh, you know, eight different events, and uh, he came in uh, uh, in... Uh, uh, Fifth place, uh, or, or five caches, I want to say. Uh, and, uh, you know, t- terrific. Back-to-back wins in the tournament, so uh, really a terrific uh, effort by him. He wins the uh, uh, the big prize in the Player in the of the tournament. And, and, the, and the big trophy, the very nice trophy. Okay. So, so uh, uh, many people may be not familiar with him. He's a British player, but uh, he uh, had an interesting quote afterwards, and... Uh, he said, uh, my current theory is that uh, AI got really good and realistic and somehow signed up for me to be Fader Holtz for one week. <laughs> <laughs> that was a cute comment. Yeah, exactly. So uh, pretty cool tournament, I thought. And, of course, it is a made for, made for a TV event. Poker Central needs the programming. They have it on their Poker Go app. And uh, I watched some of it. And I thought the presentation was, was fine and, uh, you know. Uh, but make, is it something that yeah, interests you at to the same level as the as main the event? Main? No, I don't think so. But it is, you know, because something for people like you and I, yeah, you know. But as a poker player, you and I don't have that luxury of having a backer behind us. Yeah, that's true. And and I don't know about you, but you know, thinking about having a backer behind you, you know, you've heard some people say, "Well, I play a little more conservative, or I play a little more aggressive," you know. I, I don't know about you, but I'd like to have that opportunity to get out there. And, and, and granted, I'm not good enough for that to occur. But, you know, if if you feel you've been moving up the ladder there, not everyone is lucky enough to get these backers like a lot of these fine poker players that are out there. Right. But, you know, as a normal watcher of poker and, you know, uh, a fan, so to speak, uh, you know, 
it doesn't seem like it's a level fair, uh, playing ground as opposed to you and I going to a you know a two hundred and fifty three hundred dollar buy in tournament that we're no one's giving us the three hundred dollars we're putting it out of our pockets and we're playing in it. Well, and, I, you know, I don't think there's any question that it puts some of these guys on the map. Keith Tilston, who wins the main event. For six hundred sixty k, Jake Schindler finished second in the main. Negreanu was third. Uh, you know, a lot of these other guys we've heard of uh, for a long time: Tom Marchese, Dan Smith, who finished fourth and fifth. But Chidwick uh, gained some uh, notoriety from this. Keith Tilston, obviously, and he's did. obviously and Jake Schindler, and he's obviously a hell of a player to be playing in yeah. these stakes, whether it's his own money or someone is backing him. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so anyway, uh, that event is over, and uh, obviously a problem for them was, you know, having it in early February, the first week of February, kind of uh, stepping on the toes of Aussie Millions, Borgata, and, uh, you know, a couple other tournaments, uh, the PCA. Were know, they the happy Bahamas. with the turnout? Uh Considering it was all I high think the rollers? players fairly were. You know, you, that has to come into consideration, but you're talking about the opening event, 68, uh, anywhere from, uh, you know, 44 and uh, up to about 80-something. Yeah, what, what I'd love to know is what, what uh, you know, the the poker room was expecting. You know, I, with, I what, know. Were those the numbers? Was that the range of numbers they were expecting? Was it higher? Was I, it lower? I mean, I'm sure for these players, they're not to say they weren't happy, but you know, I don't know how many of them made the trek down to Australia and then came back for this. Right. I mean, you know, it's 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 a different world now. Yeah, absolutely. The way poker is played. Absolutely. Uh, so Coconut Creek rolls on. Uh, they are uh, in event numbers six and seven, I guess, right now. Uh, right now, playing down to, in event six, uh, the final table, and we'll try to get an update on that. But uh, I did want to let you know that. Uh, uh, winning uh, event number five was Lonnie Harwood uh, with uh, her boyfriend Phil, Philip Wee on the uh, rail. She wins here. Uh, she's had a great career so far, no, no question. She's won a couple of uh, WSOP bracelets and several rings, and uh, she's uh, having a great tournament. So she wins event number five, and uh, uh, they move on in the tournament. The main event starts this weekend, so that's I didn't get a chance to head up there, but I will go this weekend and uh, see some of the action. I also got a chance to see Molly's game. Uh, on How Monday. was it? I loved it. Yeah? It's very well done. It's not a poker movie. Uh, there's there's poker action. And I'm reaching out to Josh Leichner, who is uh, a guy who uh, served as a technical advisor on the film, trying to get a hold of him. Uh, saw a great interview done by our friend uh, Robbie Straczynski on his uh, website, Card Player. Uh, not Card Player Magazine, Card Player Lifestyle, which is his personal website. And he also does some shows with Poker News now, so... Uh, he's on their network, and uh, a great interview talking about uh, you know the influence that he had on uh, making some corrections in the poker scenes, and it wasn't perfect. He had uh, some suggestions that the director, uh, Aaron Sorkin, did for, not pick up for artistic reasons. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, exactly. But it's mainly a story about uh, Molly Bloom, who is a real person, obviously, uh, that ran those games. Uh, she actually was a competitive skier. I uh, didn't realize that her brother was Jeremy Bloom. I don't know if you've heard his name, but he was the number one skier in the world. He actually played in the NFL for a short time. Okay. Uh, I, I don't know if it was as a punter or uh, what exactly he played. but uh, So, very interesting story. Great acting. Uh, Jessica Chastain was phenomenal as Molly Bloom. Uh, Idris Elba. Uh, actor, great actor, uh, played the, who's, played the who's, lawyer. Who's being considered for the next James Bond. Is he really? Yes. Wow. Yes. First, first black James Bond? Yes. Wow. Yes. Uh, pretty interesting. And uh, there was a small part for uh, uh, 
Kevin Costner, and uh, he did a terrific job. So uh, the acting was great, and uh, certainly was uh, was fun and uh, enjoyable movie. Uh, th- by the way, if you want to see a great review, go to Nolan Dalla's site. Uh, Nolan on Molly's Dalla, Game? On Molly's Game. He did the first early review right around Christmas and was right on the money to, with his observations of it. And a guy who's been involved in poker his entire life. Uh, very interesting. And, uh, you know, I'd love to have Nolan on again, talk about many things, if not even because of that. So, let's take our first break in the show, uh, and we'll talk about uh, this interesting situation in Fallsview, uh, WPT event, which ended in the last couple of days and uh, set new lem- new uh, upper limits for uh, action on Twitter, I think, as everybody had an opinion out of one way or another. Uh, and we will talk about Mike Leah's win and the, uh, the chop that uh, maybe they weren't supposed to do, but did. We'll talk about that when we return. I just want to, you know, don't want to leave our listeners hanging out there since you mentioned Jeffrey Bloom's, uh, you know, that Molly Bloom's brother was in the NFL. Uh, Jeremy part, Bloom. Jeremy Bloom, excuse me, uh, that Gio looked up and he was a wide receiver return specialist and was drafted by Philadelphia, Gio. There we go. Well, he got out of there too so soon. I wanted to make sure we got, <laughs> we got make sure we got that out there to our listeners. Okay. So. Well, let's take a break. We'll be back to talk about uh, some other things here on the show. A lot of news out there, and we will get to it when we return. This is Poker Action Line. This is Big Dave for PlaceYourChipsCaribbean.com. Want to know what's really cool? Your charitable tax-deductible donation every time you play. PlaceYourChipsCaribbean.com, the feel-good gateway to fun and prizes. Play free. Learn our system. Get 50,000 free chips and play for prizes. Play for scholarships that benefit Caribbean students. PlaceYourChipsCaribbean.com. Take it from Big Dave. A win for you is a donation to Caribbean education. PlaceYourChipsCaribbean.com. It may be hard to believe, but people just like you are already saving money. FeedThePig.org makes it easy. Their simple savings plan teaches you how to start saving without going overboard. So you don't need to mooch off your friends. You gonna finish that grape? You mean the one in my mouth? You don't need to stop buying the necessities. What you're smelling is a natural musk. Ew. You don't need to be a medical test subject. How do you feel? Mostly okay. I... (laughs) Sometimes, though. (laughs) You don't need to get a second job as a stuntman. We need a new stuntman. Let's break for lunch. You just need an internet connection. Don't get left behind. Start your personal savings plan with the tips and tools on feedthepig.org. That way, you don't need to sell your soul to the devil. Fifteen bucks is the best I can do. All right, deal. Brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council. Welcome back to the show, Big Dave and Joe, with another edition of Poker Action Line here from South Florida, and uh, we are looking at uh, some of the events going on now at uh, uh, around the country, a lot of stuff. Potawatomi uh, was the Milwaukee event on the circuit. Kevin Stammen won that main event. Uh, we are keeping an eye on that, and they, of course, have moved down here to South Florida for the Seminole Coconut Creek uh, Casino event. First time uh, for many years we talked about... Uh, uh, the Palm Beach Kennel Club in uh, West Palm Beach hosting the circuit for many years uh, certainly is not there anymore. But uh, we uh, we have uh, 
covered that for, for quite some time. So uh, we're keeping an eye on what's happening well, here at Seminole. It's just closer to home now, that's all. <laughs> uh, event number six uh, was fin- was set for the final table today uh, as they moved through the system. And uh, Ari Engel, was, uh, this was the six max event. Ari Engel was at that final table. And uh, the winner, um, let's see if they're done yet. They are not done. They are still with five players going and, uh, no, I see that they have finished. Steve Hagar was the victor here, 58-year-old real estate developer from Michigan. And he's the victor here. And uh, Ari Engel, I guess, uh, finished in second. We'll get the complete rundown here in just a minute. But uh, uh, they are moving through uh, into event number seven and eight, uh, being set to go here. And we'll talk about some of that over the course of the next two weeks as we uh, catch the main event. And uh, I'm going to head over there and see what's going on over there. But uh, a lot of things going on. And the latest is this news out of uh, Fallsview, which is uh, in, the, in Canada, uh, by the Niagara Falls re- in the Niagara Falls region. And uh, Darren Elias, I know, won the tournament last year. But Mike uh, Leah, who is from Toronto, has won several events there. And they got down to... Uh, Heads up play, and Mike was taking on Ryan Yu. Yu uh, had just knocked out a uh, player in third place and had about 10.8 million chips, and uh, Leah had 4.7 or something like that. So, so it was almost a two and a half to one chip. So all of a sudden, I'm reading on Twitter. Everybody's upset. They said, uh, you know, if you want to know what's going on, check out the hand histories. This is completely embarrassing. And uh, just to kind of point out uh, what happened there. Uh, they had a break before they started head-to-head play, and they decided they were they weren't interested but, in chopping. But, but I'd like our listeners to know what you did with me before the start okay, of the well, show. Okay, well, that's what I'm going to do with them, lot, too. That's how a lot of people, because I didn't know that they had even discussed anything. You asked me to read something, and you said that's how the majority of the people viewed this. And, you know, when you hear that, at least as a poker player, as a manager of a poker room, it was it was upsetting until I found out that information. Okay, it was give you the exact numbers. After Tim Rutherford went out uh, to finish in third place, it was head to head between Ryan Yu and Mike Leah. Uh, Ten point eight million chips for Ryan Yu, four point seven one five million for Leah. The first hand of heads up play. Now they've already talked. And come up well, with that. Get, but you that. didn't give no, me that information, true. so you're Correct. giving that to our listeners. Okay, now. to tell the listeners, they got down heads up play. Uh, you raised to four million. Blind was only one hundred and twenty thousand. He raised to four million pre-flop, and Leah moved all in. You folds. Yeah, for an extra one hundred and seventy thousand after putting in four million. Now, when I read that, I was like, "Wait a minute, what the hell's going on here?" Continue, please. Next hand, you uh, or uh, Leah limps in pre-flop. You raises him to five million. Leah raised all in. You folded again, with uh, leaving him with just 1.7 million chips to Leah's 13.7. Uh-huh. Next hand, uh, you raises pre-flop uh, for 1.7 million. Leah shoves, and uh, he would have had to put his uh, less than the small blind in another 40,000 chips, but he folded instead of doing that. Uh, so it actually went on a couple of hands from there, but uh, so Leah wins the title, and and then we well, found once, out later. Once I saw that that he didn't want to put in the other forty thousand, I without you because you've already mentioned that they had discussed the deal, 
at that point, reading that, I said to myself, okay, <laughs> either they're the worst cheaters in the world or they've made a deal. And it reminded me of the same deal that Sean Deeb and Gus Hansen made for the, 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 last, seat and, uh, the last seat about three or four years ago where it was a million dollars to the person, the runner-up, and the other person got one seat because there was only one seat available. They were each going to get a million dollars, but one wanted the seat, the other wanted the cash, and they wound up doing about the exact same thing, if, if my memory serves me right. Well, there, Leah went on to Facebook and, and wrote a rather long description of his feelings and, and exactly what happened behind the scenes to give everybody a better idea. And certainly after you read this, you, uh, you, know, you certainly understand where he was coming from. But he talks a little bit about first his history and uh, how he was backed for many years, not the last three and a half years, but earlier in his career, and uh, had uh, didn't really have a lot of his own decisions to make. He had to check with his backers before he decided. Uh, he said he wasn't a guy who, who really swapped percentages. Uh, or the only thing he would sell action for is something like a 50k uh, PPC uh, at the World Series of Poker. Uh, but he said uh, he's turned down more chops than most people, and he wants to explain why he chopped this tournament and how did we go about it. So talks about how much he wanted to win, that he was telling uh, friends that uh, he was going to, you know, he was in third place out of the final 20, and that he was going to win this tournament. If they wanted to come out and watch him, they should. Uh, so anyway, he got down to the final two, heads up with Ryan. He explains that uh, we're Facebook friends. Uh, we have a lot of common friends. We're Toronto sports fans, but we don't really know each other that well personally. Uh, he said we played against him uh, for many years, and uh, as soon as uh, they went to the heads up, he said in their discussions that uh, Ryan mentioned something about talking a deal. And he said he hadn't even considered a deal until that moment. He said, well, I told him that I wouldn't consider a deal unless I get the win, the trophy. And I didn't know how he would respond, but he said he'd be fine with that even if we did an ICM chop. So he said they decided they were going to do an even deal. An even ICM chop because even though because Ryan had a lot more chips. Uh, yeah, yeah, because, uh, you know, the ICM, even though he would have gotten, a, a, you know, decent, better than what second place obviously would have been paying him, he wasn't looking for, for that kind of a deal. And and I believe Ryan offered him a, a dead-even split, including the $15,000 seat. Right. Uh, the difference in prize money, by the way, was about $150,000. Uh, he says... Uh, um, I get to be responsible and not just flip for 150k, and I get a WPT title, a spot in the Champions Club, entry into the Tournament of Champions, and my fourth, fourth Falls View title in five years. He said, how could I not agree to this? Uh, he said, we went off the stage to discuss it, and we worked out all the exact details in the breakdown. Uh, we added the 15k Tournament of Champions seat to first for the ICBM, or IC, ICM. <laughs> That'll never, I'll never live that down. <laughs> uh, we worked out how much I would have to give him, uh, as I would have to sign for, get paid for first, and give him the difference. We even agreed how much we were going to tip the dealers and staff. We triple-checked the stacks, the payouts, and everything, and the WPT said that we were going to have to play it out. So that's not what they want to do. Uh, so they figured the easiest, quickest way to get it over with was for him to raise, fold large portions of his stack. We did this in an extremely obvious way, making a lot of jokes and having fun. We were both extremely happy with the outcome. Now looking back, I see how it's embarrassing or disappointing for the WPT, reporting staff, and even poker players and fans 
of having ridiculous hand histories like that being posted on the website, live updates, and deciding the tournament that way. There has to be a better way to go about it. We are not trying to disrespect any parties involved, but we are celebrating our wins and made a decision in our own best interests. Uh, I, I can just want to add, uh, the reporting staff, I'm sure, was not that disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> Having done that job, and you have done that yes. job a little bit as well. Uh, you we, realize we, it's we, about we the chops. Com- it's a we want to get yeah. out of there exactly. by that point. Exactly. You know that this is going to be a chop. Um, but I'll be honest with you, Dave. I think it completely took the WPT by yeah, surprise. No because let, let, me, let, me, let me finish his, his thoughts here, and then we'll get to that. Uh, one comment I read a few times is they shouldn't have made it so obvious. In my mind, that would be a thousand times worse uh, if we schemed up a way for him to dump chips to me without anyone knowing. That would feel like cheating and collusion and would be embarrassing for him having to lose heads up that way. The way we did it, we were both winners, and we were both being as forthcoming as we could. Um, he feels that there need to be suggestions and improvements in the future to prevent this, and uh, he does agree that every major title should be played for, and if that was the case, we would have played. Um, and, of course, the Tournament of Champions a spot on the line kind of uh, makes it a little bit uh, more complicated. Um, just to finish up, uh, the Tournament of Champions uh, is something that he doesn't think he was given, that he felt like uh, his reputation uh, basically had earned him that spot. Uh, so he said, I'm not like a billionaire who bought his way into an exclusive club. I had to fight my way through a field of 517 to get to the final two. And he said, everything that goes with it uh, without me giving any extra money. I don't, I don't really well, know it's that's just clear. A, he didn't have to give up. He didn't have to take. And, and what he's saying about it, he didn't have to give up any extra money was he didn't have to take less money because he had less chips, I would imagine, that he wound up getting full maximum value even though you know his opponent had him at close to two and a half to one in right. in chips you know and his explanation dave i mean because listen as a poker room manager and as a player i know this and the reason that a lot of these tournaments don't have chops especially big tournaments at the wpt is to take away any chance that you think there was some sort of collusion going on you know, and that's probably why at the beginning of this, and he doesn't this, feel it's collusion he, because well, they agreed and they were both. Uh, well, no, happy no, with but that remember that decision. that has nothing to do with them agreeing. No, that's true. That's how he's explaining it. And remember, he at the beginning of this of this, uh, you know, his his statement, his email, whatever it was that he wrote there, he explains how yes, he's known Ryan. They've kind of run in some similar circles, but they really didn't know each other really well. And the reason he has started with that is. Think about it, you know, if 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 it's, and I'll just use the three of us here in the studio, you know, you, Gio, and myself are playing in a tournament. You and I know each other really well. We don't know who the heck Gio is. He's just a player that's played. Mm-hmm. And we get down there. It's very simple for you and I to say, hey, you know, we could split this thing even if, if we could knock out Gio. Right. And now Gio has to play two against one. So you want to take that, you know, you want to make sure that the game is on the up and up, that, you know, that that the integrity is in question in this game. Mm -hmm. So that's why the people looked at it. Now, I think that by going to that ridiculous um, thing, yeah, we know that they had made a deal amongst themselves. But what we, and that's why Mike explained that. What we don't know is, were they very good friends? Was this something that, okay, they walked and talked away on the side, but maybe on their last break, 
they could have spoken. This is what Mike, you know, wants to say that his his reputation is 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 without reproach because you know he's he has been involved in all this. Or right. he went through that explanation, and, and he does explain, you know, what he's done in the past. And I don't and have an issue. He's a little issue. defensive in that regard, but I do want to say his final comment is: if you want to pretend my results over the year are tarnished because I made a deal, heads up. Okay, you're free to your opinion. But and then he takes a little shot at some of his uh, critics. Uh, you have to get there before you can even consider making a deal, and I get there more than you. You do. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but I think he realized after it was done, and, and, you know, I give him credit by saying if they had done it in a less, you know, a less obvious way of, of, of passing the chips on to one, to one another, you know, uh, you know, he would have felt his integrity had could have been questioned, and people would have been really upset because they kind of did it secretively. Right. But W, I, I see this from the WPT side. I see this from the player side, and the only thing I can think of is, don't enter a tournament if you know that you can't chop, because I have a feeling, you know, especially after what's happened here how people have fallen on each side of the fence, Dave. I think going forward, the WP will make sure that if in the future, if they believe a chop has been agreed to and they get wind of it, they, you know, they will withhold prizes because if they if they disqualify them. And now, you know, imagine you get disqualified for first and second. Neither one of you collects a penny. Now the guy who finished in third gets first. The guy in fourth moves up to second. You know, this becomes this, you know. Unfortunately, you only have to do this once. Listen, how long ago was it that we had the one guy who supposedly took one chip, one tournament chip, quote as a souvenir, and got disqualified and lost, you know, whatever it was. And, and, and our friend Chris Bowling got the win. And and there you go. So, you know, you you do it with one person. And again, we I have no no problem. And believe in Mike Leah, uh, that you know he is an honorable guy that didn't do this with any other intention. And same with Ryan, you know. But as as let's say, if I put myself put on the shoes of the WPT, I don't want this to happen again because you made a very good point before we went on the air. What about if this was a televised event? Yeah, this was not streamed. This was not for, uh, shot for the TV show. Uh, so it's not going to be embarrassing to them. But uh, if it was, uh, then this would, can you imagine the outcry? Then? Well, put it this way. If this had been televised, as soon as he made that $4 million raise and then the other guy went in for $4.1 million and this guy didn't call it, they would have, they, you know, the, 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 the roof would have come off the building. Cut. Yeah, now cut. What the <laughs> hell is going on, and so on and so forth. So, again, he never addresses whether this is the reason they did this. He addresses it more of that he got so much value for it. Right. And I told you before we went on the. I don't blame him for getting that kind of value. And chops are a big part of so many tournaments. Do you think the WPT is right to uh, to say you can't chop? Once again, they want to make sure their tournaments. Are, there is no question of collusion, okay? And, when and that, we chop, have a, that we have an honest champion. That we have an honest champion, trophy. because guess what? He mentions about all the players that they run around town. And if you and I are part of, you know, we, we run in this circle of, of poker players, okay? There's 20, 30, 40 of us that entered these tournaments on a consistent basis, you have friendships probably with about, probably strong friendships with about four or five of them. 
casual friendships with another five or seven or eight. Then you got eight or nine that you don't like, and then you probably got the rest that you really don't like for whatever the reasons are. Okay, so what's to say that you don't have one of the guys you really don't like in that tournament, and one of your very, you know, one of the other four or five players that you get along great with that. Whatever it is that you guys do, you're, you're, you're best of friends. It, it, you know, granted, again, you're questioning someone's integrity yeah. when you do this. But if I'm running a, you know, a multi-million dollar tournament and, and something that airs on TV, I don't, I don't want anything to even, I don't want anyone, think about it, to even consider that you and I made a deal to knock out Geo, you know, and that deal is... If we knock them out, you and I are splitting top, first, and second. And we'll work out the details afterwards. That's collusion. Yeah, that's a problem. You understand? Uh, there was so, a tremendous amount of criticism online. Immediately after that, people were reading the hand histories and going crazy. Uh, Joe McKeon was especially critical. Uh, Stealth Monk, uh, a lot of these other big-name players uh, were very nasty at first. Of course, Leah comes out. Writes his uh, two-and-a-half-page letter on Facebook, tweets a a, a link to it, and after everybody reads it that's uh, really interested in poker, a lot of people were backing him and and understood. What goes from here, though? Uh, What is his reputation? Is it it besmirched? I don't think, no. I don't think his reputation will be. But, and you know that little comment that he made at the very end that you have to get there? I, I think that's more of him being upset at himself for having to have to explain this yeah. because of the way they went about this. Do you agree with him that it would have been much worse if they had kept it kind of secret, made some more realistic plays, and actually got the same thing done? Yeah, because if if at any point it it is it, you know it, you know it comes out that you know they study the hands, they see the hands, and a move by Ryan doesn't doesn't line up with how the action has been played up to that point, then they're like, wait a minute, something is going on here. This player didn't accumulate 10 point, you know, X amount of million in chips and to, to, to play this bad when he's heads up. So in that regards, yes, because then I don't think his reputation would have been the same. I just think that, you know, they, they realized that they went through this. I don't think he was expecting the backlash that he got, went on to explain it. I'm not so much worried about Mike and Ryan, Big Dave, right. as I am about how pissed off the WPT it would be okay. to the point that they may block you from playing in any other further PTA, you know, WPT events. You know, there's a lot of things they can do to punish you for blatantly breaking the rules. Right. And you're very lucky that they didn't hold up your prize money. Yeah, that, that would have been crazy. I you know? uh, just want to tell one uh, tweet on here from Ben Yu. Not same, but uh, uh, Ben Yu is uh, another very good player. who also played in this event, by the way. But a uh, uh, great uh, little note he posted. He says, uh, my dad says, you honor our family. I say, what? That wasn't me. I'm in Vegas right now. And my dad says, yes, you only min-cash tournament. Why are you never positioned to buy title? <laughs> <laughs> so pretty funny. That's uh, poking uh, fun at his uh, Korean uh, ancestry. Anyway, uh, there will be a lot more coming out in the next few days on this. This just happened yesterday. 
and, uh, and, and stuff and, posted today. And this online. is going to have a ripple effect for the WSOP. No question. No question. For any other, any other major tournaments that are looking to get to get either streamed on Poker Go, get you know whether it's filmed and then shown later on. You know, this is going to be an issue that will definitely be addressed. No question. I can guarantee you that. Okay, we'll take our second break. A lot more stuff to cover here tonight. We'll be back with more after these messages on Poker Action Line. This is Poker Action Line. Hi, this is Big Dave from PokerActionLineRadio.com. I want to let all avid poker players know about a great new lottery game that was developed by one of our sponsors, Atlantic West Management Group. This game is now available worldwide on the Internet and will be served as Place Your Chips Caribbean and operated on the Internet as an international lottery by Atlantic West. The Texas Hold'em poker-like game is perfectly legal everywhere and presented as a lottery game with tickets available on the Internet. You can win pick six lottery tickets and cash prizes by using your poker playing skills. It's open to lottery players worldwide, and right now this game is in a play-for-free test mode, and you are not obligated to purchase anything. You can get 50,000 free play chips per ticket for the purpose of evaluating the game with no prizes awarded until the game goes live. The lottery customer could purchase a ticket with a unique number that will grant them entry into one of many Texas Hold'em poker tables with a chip stack and like a lottery game, the prize value will be based on ticket sales. That chip stack will be valid for the remainder of the week as players can access the site as often as they like to try and take the chip lead. At the end of the week, the highest chip stacks will be awarded lottery prizes, and if you lose all your chips, the lottery ticket becomes null and void. As with regular lottery games, you can purchase as many entries as you like. However, each ticket stands on its own merit, and much like the regular lottery, the results of multiple tickets cannot be combined toward a prize. The name of this game is Place Your Chips Caribbean, and you can access a live demonstration of the game right now at www.placeyourchipscaribbean.com. We believe that when it goes live soon, there will be a heavy demand for this game, as most lottery players would much rather have some say in the outcome of their lottery result. Their odds of winning are greatly improved if they're able to utilize their playing skills in order to increase their chances of winning. I hope that you will try the Play for Free demonstration and hope that you will join us when the Play for Real game becomes available later this year. WFO Radio NHRA Nitro is all about the NHRA Full Throttle Drag Racing Series. Join Joe at 7 p.m. Eastern each Tuesday night for the first edition of NHRA Nitro. Featuring the NHRA's Alan Reinhardt, Race winners stop by to talk about bringing home the Wally every Tuesday night following NHRA national events. NHRA Nitro is available on demand anytime on the WFO radio application and at WFORadio.com. Back here on the show, Poker Action Line, Big Dave and Joe talking poker. Our producer, uh, Gio Ochoa, with us again today. Uh, and uh, I'll thank you early today. Uh, usually I wait <laughs> to the end of the show, but thanks for everything you've Yeah, we've been, we've been having some great off-air discussions. By the way, Gio also produces uh, Joe Castello's show, uh, Nitro. Um, and he's part of the show. Yeah, and is part of the, a big part of the show. And uh, uh, covers the world of uh, drag racing and uh, motorsports. Uh, not 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 so much NASCAR as uh, and oh. they do that as well, but uh, uh, drag racing and the uh, NHRA and, and that sort of thing is. Uh, and they do have a very w- big. They have a very big uh, fantasy NASCAR a- a- thing. On. Absolutely, it's called WFO, 
and uh, you can pick that up anytime if you're interested in motor racing. So we always want to uh, help promote that as well. We have a good time here in uh, Pembroke Pines uh, at uh, Joe's house in the studio, and uh, certainly we'll hope that continues for a long time. Anyway, uh, did want to mention a couple things of the online world. Uh, California is uh, DOA as far as uh, any online poker here in 2018. They won't even have any discussion in their legislature this year. Uh, there was a bill last year introduced by uh, Reggie Jones-Sawyer, but no chance that that will move forward this year. Uh, 70 tribal casinos in California and nearly 80 card rooms altogether. Uh, the big problem, uh, the tribes, uh, many of the tribes objected to anything that would have allowed poker stars into that player pool. So uh, a lot of stuff going on online poker around the uh, the world and the country. Uh, of course, the U.S. Supreme Court uh, is, was gonna, is gonna come back with a ruling sometime this year whether they will allow sports betting to occur nationwide. So that will change things big anyway. Uh, but they have shelved their poker efforts for this year. Now, if the, now if we get sports betting, you understand? Like they say, how are you going to keep the how are you going to keep the horses in the barns once you've opened the doors for 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 sports betting? I can't imagine how online poker won't come back real quick after that. You would either. think. Uh, we've talked a little bit about what's happening here in Florida. They are so far apart, the House and the Senate, with their bills that they've introduced. Uh, the Senate is trying to, or I said, should say the uh, uh, the Senate uh, bill is trying to. Uh, have some sort of stripped-down proposal that allows the dog and horse tracks to keep their poker rooms open even if they stopped conducting live races. That's the decoupling aspect. It's Senate Bill 840 uh, would also make it clear that Floridians who bet on fantasy football and fantasy baseball aren't breaking the law. But they are uh, have been adding changes along the way, uh, proposing a new agreement with the Seminole Tribe, uh, which would continue to allow them to offer craps and roulette, of course, they have already reached agreement with uh, Rick Scott, the governor, and uh, doesn't seem to even care uh, what the legislature thinks, but they're trying to get it on paper. The House has a completely different bill, and, uh, you know. And I don't think it's going to matter what either House, uh, the Senate or the House, right. what they come up with, because they can't. I'm sure they've already put that 250. They want to increase that 250 to 400 million dollars a year in guaranteed money, and the tribe is getting to a point, Dave, where you know, if they don't work out something real soon, they may not have to give the state a dime. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, they're six. They're into the sixth week of their session, and uh, they were only going into March, uh, the first week of March, I think. Uh, uh, we'll end the session, so there's no chance they're going to get anything done. I think we can be <laughs> pretty sure of that. Absolutely not. I also wanted to mention that uh, we've, over the years, done shows with people from the Poker Players Alliance. Uh, John Pappas, we've had on the show, he has announced that he's going to leave his post, and taking over will be Rich Muni, the, uh, the engineer, who we've also had on the show several times, and he will be taking over at the helm of that uh, grassroots lobbying and advocacy group, uh, Pappas was there for more than a decade, and he's going to remain on the board of directors and will be a strategic advisor, but he's moving on to other things. Uh, received a lot of praise from uh, Linda oh, Johnson, who called a him a job. tremendous leader, a true professional. And uh, sad to see him go, but uh, after 10 years, I think he's uh, thinking about moving on to some other things. So uh, PPA continues on. You should check that out at uh, thepPA.org. And uh, certainly consider the $20 membership fee to help them uh, try to bring back online poker around the country. Uh, 
other things going on, a couple of short stories here that I'll mention. Uh, there was a poker dealer in Louisiana, and it wasn't really identified where exactly this came from, although uh, people closely familiar with the matter told uh, the Card Player magazine that it happened at Boomtown in New Orleans. Uh, they have arrested two people in Louisiana for rigging a bad, pe- bad beat jackpot. Uh, All right. Hand. Well, listen, if, the, if you're going to set one up, it better be on a big jackpot. Uh, 166000 was the time when it was hit. Uh, the investigation revealed that uh, poker dealer Ashley Solomon intentionally stacked the deck of cards for a favorable outcome uh, and conducted two false shuffles. Not uh, clear if the other players at the table noticed anything nefarious, but uh, the second false shuffle resulted in the bad beat jackpot being hit, and a 51-year-old gentleman named Daryl Forette uh, was the winner of the bad beat hand, and uh, uh, technically he probably would receive less money than the player that he beat, but somehow he was no, no, because in a bad beat, in a bad beat, he loses the hand. He gets, wins the biggest and he jackpot. Gets 50%, part, 50% Usually, it's fifty percent of that of that, and then the winner of that hand receives. In some places, it's forty twenty, and they split twenty and twenty carries over, or they do fifty to the person who got the bad beat, twenty five to the person who gave them the bad beat, and twenty five percent split amongst everybody who got dealt cards at the table. So they didn't pay it out. They retained the money, which will remain available for future players who win at yeah. Texas Hold'em under proper and approved rules of place at the police. Yeah. Uh, they were arrested on criminal charges of conspiracy to commit theft over 25000 uh, Also, we had mentioned a, f- uh, a few weeks ago on the show that the Bellagio had a break-in at their money room. Uh, remember James what? Woods? Yeah, the James Woods uh, was there and saw it happen. In uh, their money room? That. No, in their, I don't in their, remember. their cashier cage at the poker room. In the poker room, yeah, okay, on the, the floor, room. Yeah, on, on the, the floor. floor. Yeah, because that money room in the yeah, back, I don't they, mean in the, back. the count room, I thought, is what you meant. And I'm thinking, wait a minute, you've you got to go through so many hoops just to get there. That was in November, and uh, they have yet to uh, apprehend that suspect. But different story in Tampa, at the Seminole Hard Rock in Tampa. Uh, late last week, on a, I think it was uh, Thursday night, Friday morning, the wee hours, uh, they're... Uh, Cashier was robbed of an undisclosed amount of cash in their poker room, and uh, there were no injuries, uh, but they did arrest somebody on Tuesday uh, of last week, and Dirk Davis, 24 years old, was arrested in Georgia. He hails from Tampa, currently being held in without bond in Georgia. And he How said, much did he get away with? Didn't say. Didn't, did not identify wow. that, but he robbed the poker room there. And uh, Seminole <laughs> police say that the successful resolution of this case due to great cooperation on the part of many agencies and individuals. Now, the guy in, in the Bellagio, it didn't say how many he got away with no, either? No, Okay. And he's still, from November, they haven't caught him? Nope. With that facial recognition, you know, t- you know state-of-the-art, uh, you know, t- technology that they have, uh, you know, I, I can't believe that they don't know who that person was. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the other thing I want to mention, this is uh, a little closer to Joe's heart, and that is uh, uh, Doyle Brunson. Uh, Doyle's room, of course, uh, very successful right before Black Friday. Uh, actually before, uh, I guess, the uh, UIGEA. Uh, Doyle Brunson has uh, told people now that uh, he turned down a $230 million offer for the site. 
Back back that, in 2000. Well, it's, it, it has opened to be in 2004. Be, so yeah, it had, it had to be before 2006, before the first, uh, what was it, the UI? The UIGEA. GEA. And he shortly thereafter, he removed his name. Right. Shortly thereafter, he removed his name from Doyle's room. And but he was offered $230 million and turned it down. Well, that, that just gives you an idea of the amount of money that they thought it was going to be. And, uh, you know, he probably thought he was going to make a lot more than that. Right. You know, and, and who knows what the agreement was for how long they'd use his name. They probably wanted the software more than anything else, uh, depending on how what it was. But let me tell you, the thing with PokerStars and Full Tilt was, you know, how wonderful it was to navigate with that software, the information that you could get in hands, Dave. It's just, it, it, you know, it, it was, you know, heads and shoulders and years in advance of most of the other poker rooms. That yeah. Eventually, Doyle's room was sold to uh, America's Card Room, uh, which I guess continue, uses their software now still uh, to this yes. day. Uh, also, Daniel Negreanu mentioned uh, when he heard this story, said, uh, I had built up my website called Full Contact Poker, uh, all from nothing, basically with my own money, he says. And he had an offer for $170 million for his site uh, before they were able to move forward on it, though. Three days later, uh, UIGEA happened, and they pulled the plug on the offer. So okay. big money out there. Yes, sir. No question. Yes, sir. Anyway, uh, we will get to some final stuff here on the program. Uh, one of the things I want to cover next week, an interesting story by uh, Vivian Saliba, who is uh, uh, an 888 poker ambassador and tells a nice little story about Pot Limit Omaha that I thought would be pretty cool, uh, talking about starting hands in PLO, which I thought would be fun. We'll save that for next week. And uh, a couple other small things. Uh, still one, of the magazine, uh, one, of the hand, one of the articles that one of the people who writes in the same magazine as you do, Dave, that you gave me last week, uh, had a very interesting hand in there, and uh, I'd like to discuss that okay. with you. Maybe we could bring it on the air. Uh, the final thing I want to mention, well, we'll mention it when we come back. Let's take our final break on the show. When we come back, we'll give you the nominees for the American Poker Awards, which includes one of our closest friends, uh, Tony Burns, got nominated for an award. We'll get to Good that when him. we come back. Uh, we'll finish up when we return. You're listening to Poker Action Line, which you can find on our website, pokeractionline.com. Go to... Uh, uh, SoundCloud, sign up there, iTunes, Hold'em Poker Network, Pod, Poker Fuse podcast page, Stitcher.com. You can find it just about anywhere. If you go on iTunes and download the show, be sure and rate it and uh, tell everybody how you liked it. So we'll return. We'll finish things up here on the show when we come back. This is Poker Action Live. Hi, this is Big Dave from PokerActionLineRadio.com. I want to let all avid poker players know about a great new lottery game that was developed by one of our sponsors, Atlantic West Management Group. This game is now available worldwide on the Internet and will be served as Place Your Chips Caribbean and operated on the Internet as an international lottery by Atlantic West. The Texas Hold'em poker-like game is perfectly legal everywhere and presented as a lottery game with tickets available on the Internet. You can win pick six lottery tickets and cash prizes by using your poker playing skills. It's open to lottery players worldwide, and right now this game is in a play-for-free test mode, and you are not obligated to purchase anything. You can get 50,000 free play chips per ticket for the purpose of evaluating the game with no prizes awarded until the game goes live. The lottery customer can purchase a ticket with a unique number that will grant them entry into one of many Texas Hold'em poker tables with a chip stack and like a lottery game, 
prize value will be based on ticket sales. That chip stack will be valid for the remainder of the week as players can access the site as often as they like to try and take the chip lead. At the end of the week, the highest chip stacks will be awarded lottery prizes, and if you lose all your chips, the lottery ticket becomes null and void. As with regular lottery games, you can purchase as many entries as you like. However, each ticket stands on its own merit, and much like the regular lottery, the results of multiple tickets cannot be combined toward a prize. The name of this game is Place Your Chips Caribbean, and you can access a live demonstration of the game right now at www.placeyourchipscaribbean.com. We believe that when it goes live soon, there will be a heavy demand for this game, as most lottery players would much rather have some say in the outcome of their lottery result. Their odds of winning are greatly improved if they're able to utilize their playing skills in order to increase their chances of winning. I hope that you will try the Play for Free demonstration, and hope that you will join us when the Play for Real game becomes available later this year. Steve Hagar, the winner of Event 6 at the Seminole Coconut Creek uh, for the circuit event. Uh, event 7 is a 365 monster stack. That got underway this morning. 538 entries in that one. And, uh, by the way, in that uh, Event 6, Ari Engel ended up in fifth place. Uh, went to the final table today, was the first one knocked out among the five left. And also, Event number 8 is a PLO. To, uh, actually, uh, Event uh, 8 is a PLO event. And they are got underway about 4 o'clock this afternoon. So uh, no word on number of entries, but that will be moving on. And the main event starts uh, on Friday. So uh, we'll follow that this weekend. Uh, po- American Poker Awards. Uh, this kind of came out a little uh, late as far as an announcement. Uh, of course, they do have some voting uh, from the public for, uh, I guess, one of the results is uh, going to be the, uh, I don't know which story here. Let me see. Oh, the People's Choice Award, obviously. The Poker Personality of the Year is voted on the website by people. They have a dedicated page on uh, gpi.com, uh, and you can check that out. Uh, the award ceremony is going to be February 22nd. That is one week from tomorrow. We're doing the show here on Valentine's Day. Uh, next week we'll have a show on the 21st. And then the 22nd out in uh, West Hollywood, California, at uh, the Andaz Hotel beginning at 7 p.m., will be the awards. Here are some of the nominees. I'll let you know about that. Uh, Breakout Player of the Year, DJ Alexander, Michael Del Vecchio, Alex Foxen, and Art Papazian. Uh, Tournament Performance of the Year, Scott Blumstein for the main event of the World Series of Poker. Darren Elias for last year's Falls View event. Bryn Kenny for Monte Carlo Super High Roller. And Doug Polk for One Drop High Roller. Uh, Moment of the Year. Seven-year-old John Smith made back-to-back WSOP 10K heads-up final tables. Uh, Emma Zasmovich, uh, first female player to win an open main event on WPT. The hand between Vanessa Selbst and Gael Bowman, as uh, Selbst lost with a full house to Bowman's quads. quads, And Tom Dwan returning to the United States for Poker After Dark. The event of the year, Super High Roller Bowl, Party Poker Millions, North America, Poker Masters Events 1. Uh, WSOP main event, mid-major circuit uh, nominees are Mid-States Poker Tour, Run Good Poker Series, WPT Deep Stacks, and the WSOP circuit. Journalist of the Year, uh, Drew Amato, Lance Bradley. Uh, interesting story about Bradley is he won a big event, a big uh, prop bet from uh, the magician by wearing the same shirt every day for an entire year. <laughs> it was an ugly purple checked shirt, but he had to wash it every day, and uh, he wore that shirt and won the bet. B.J. Nemeth, 
uh, was a friend of ours uh, on the show and covers a lot of local tournaments here. Steve Ruddick, who we just had on a couple of weeks ago on the program, is also a nominee for Journalist of the Year, and Jess Wellman. Uh, broadcaster of the Year, Nick Schulman, Joel Stapleton, Lon McCarran, Ali Najad. Media Content of the Year, uh, on, uh, Adrian Moreno in tears following his win in Little One for One Drop. Dead Money, a super high roller bowl story by Poker Central. Poker Brat, the Phil Helmuth story. And a local player here, Shetty Siddiqui, the story written by Lance Bradley called Resilience Defined. Uh, Shetty raising his two young boys after the death of his wife. Podcast of the Year, Poker Central podcast, Poker News podcast, Poker Life podcast, 2 Plus 2 podcast. Video Blogger of the Year, Joe Ingram, Daniel Negreanu, Andrew Neen, Doug Polk. Streamer of the Year, Jeff Gross, Bill Perkins, Jason Somerville, Jaime Staples, Parker Talbot. And then Industry Person of the Year, Tony Burns, uh, our good friend from the Seminole Hard Rock here, the tournament director, uh, along with uh, nominated along with his good friend Matt Savage of the WPT, Adam Pliska, who is the uh, chairman uh, and uh, president of the WPT, and Sean McCormick, the P- Poker Room Director of the ARIA. Poker's biggest influencer, Kerry Katz, Daniel Negreanu, Doug Polk, Matt Savage. And then they will have several awards that have already been earned, including uh, American Player of the Year, Bryn Kenny, Female Player of the Year, Kristen Bicknell, and then some other Lifetime Achievement Awards. Uh, and then there will be the People's Choice Awards, which you can uh, still vote for and go to uh, GPI's website and get that. Anyway, that all comes up uh, in eight days, and we will uh, be covering that very, very soon next week and the week after. So anyway, that's going to do it for the, Joe, for the show. Joe, thank you so much. Uh, interesting conversation about what happened in Falls View, and I'm sure a lot more to come here on that over the next oh, couple of days. Sure. <laughs> Thanks for being with us, everybody. We'll see you next week on another edition of the show. I'm Big Dave Lemon along with Joe Rodriguez saying so long from South Florida.